When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. How bad the Boston Celtics are. Even when their coach tries to take responsibility, he does it wrong. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Boy, these conference finals have been absolutely scintillating. Here we go! Only one place to start. Miami routes the Celtics to take a 3-0 series lead. I just didn't have a ready play. I should have, whatever it was, whether it was a starting lineup, whether it was an adjustment, just I have to get them in a better place, ready to play. That's on me. This has really been shocking to me to see how inept they look defensively. Inept doesn't begin to cover it, Chris. I mean, the Celtics just look absolutely lost in every single way. And look, I want to make sure that right out of the gate, I give the credit to the Miami Heat because they have done an amazing job. They have absolutely shut the door on the Boston Celtics. They have not given them a reason for hope. I mean, after seven, eight minutes into that game last night, it was basically over. And I think you could sum that game up and really this series up when you think about the Bam Adebayo move that had Jalen Brown on his butt. Just looking around after he got put uh, in a blender. Chris, this from top to bottom has been a tail kicking. And for Boston, they can't wait to get this thing over with. And you know the irony of the big fella? For everybody that came into this series saying the Boston Celtics are the more talented team, sure doesn't look like that when we watch these first three games oh. play out. It just, it just doesn't. Think about this. The Miami Heat have four undrafted players in their playoff rotation. And they are blowing the doors off of the Boston Celtics. Last night's game wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. They didn't even pinch them. I mean, it it felt like it was one of those situations where the Heat were bracing for Boston's best shot, and it never came. Nope. And that's got to be the most disheartening part if you're a Celtics fan, that your team, with their season on the line, on the brink of being swept in the conference finals by a team you beat in the conference finals a year ago, the fact that you got that level of effort, that level of hustle, it's, com- it's completely unacceptable. And, and just to take it a step further, when it comes to the Miami Heat, I, I mean, everybody says that the word culture when it comes to sports is a catch-all, but how else do you as- describe what this group of guys are doing? Yeah, how, I, else, how else can you describe it? I there, don't know. There, there's no other, I mean, because it's, it's clearly a situation where – the sum of the parts is greater than the individual pieces. It just is. And you give credit to Eric Spolstra because he's one of the best coach, if not the best coach in the entire NBA. But there's something special from a chemistry standpoint with this team. And it all starts with Jimmy Butler, but it goes beyond him. There are a lot of guys that, that can step up on any given night and beat you. And last night, that guy's name was Gabe Vincent. Yeah, and Butler was not off the charts last night in terms no. of his numbers, but what did he do? He did everything he needed to do to win. He defended fant- in fantastic fashion yep. and set up other guys to make plays. And as far as Polstra, only Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, and Greg Popovich have more playoff wins. Wow. Think about that it's for a second. a hell of a list to be on. Yeah, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, 
Greg Popovich have more playoff wins than Eric Spolstra, who, by the way, is only 52 years old and is going to be doing it for another 15 years, likely. Then you have his counterpart on the other side. Chris, first of all, to me, the worst word you can use when describing a team in sports is quit. And it's not a word that I will use very often. Mm. That's a team that quit last night. Yeah. And listen to their head coach try to take responsibility for it. Joe, the, the biggest game of the season, the game you had to have, and you guys just looked completely lost after the first six minutes. What exactly happened out there? I just didn't have him ready to play. I just didn't have him ready to play. I should have, whatever it was, whether it was a starting lineup, whether it was an adjustment, just I have to get them in a better place, ready to play, and that's on me. See, here's the thing, Joe. It's, it's actually not on you to have them ready to play. These are professionals. This is not rah-rah stuff. Yes, he has to have, as you say, the answers to the test. Yeah. But it wasn't even just that. There was a lack of effort, and he even alluded to it later because in one of the six different times, six different times, where he said, on me, on me, on me, he said, I have to have them ready to play harder. They didn't play hard at all, Chris. And in that first half, in the second quarter, the Miami Heat were taking it to them, and the Celtics looked like they didn't even care to have an answer at that point. That, to me, is the epitome of quitting. Well, how do you play harder and give more effort if you don't trust what your head coach is asking you to do? Uh, How do you play harder when you don't think that he's providing a path for you guys to be successful? Well, you have to find a way to go do that because that's what you're paid to do at that point. It's not all Well, the coach is is paid to come up with a game plan that gives us a chance. I get something that you always say, which is you can't overcome bad coaches. You can. And Joe Mazzula is a bad coach. Yes. But what you can do is not get I don't want to say he's a bad coach, but he's done a bad job in these playoffs in terms of being able to have a pulse of the game, feel when he needs to take timeouts to get his team organized. They've looked disorganized. All those and, things you just described are guys that are bad coaches. Well, yeah, he wasn't do. a bad coach in the regular season. I mean, it was, Brad Stevens gave him a contract extension in the regular season. That's how good this team was. And, and Everybody was saying it was either going to be Boston or Milwaukee coming out of the Eastern Conference. That's what we said during the regular season. Now, something changed once you got to the postseason, and he's going up against – by all intents and purposes, a better coach. So I don't, I don't know that Joe Mazzula is going to be a bad coach for the rest of his NBA career. It's just that he's not up for the challenge right now. And his players have that sense, and that's in part the problem in terms of the overall effort that we're getting from that team. Well, speaking of which, here's Jay Will on that very topic this morning on KJM. You're sitting there looking at, you know, Joe Mazzula today saying, you're so green. Like, that's why we said this was the biggest mismatch in the entire playoffs. It wasn't a player on the court. It's been Eric Spoelstra going against Joe Mazzula. And now you're asking yourself the real question, yo, will he be back as the head coach next year for a team that has lost their identity? You have Tatum and Brown, who were 12 for 35 last night combined and one for 14 from three. Listen, that's not around the coach. That's around two superstar players playing poorly and the rest of that team. I, I get it. Bad coaching is impossible to overcome, but effort is not hard to give. And there was not a whole lot of fight back. Let's go find some answers. Even somebody screaming at somebody in a huddle. Would that kill him? I mean, let's figure this out. What are we doing wrong? And for the first time in what I can remember, Chris, I heard Joe Mazzula actually talking about defense after the game last night. We have to find our defensive identity. He hasn't talked about defense in months. Yeah, the defense is trash. 
Yeah. I mean, Duncan Robinson is getting to the rim. Yeah. That's a problem. Everybody's getting to the rim. That, 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 that's, that, that's the issue. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like, we understand that. But think back to when this Boston Celtics team turned it around a season ago. They were a middle-of-the-road squad until around right a week or two before the All-Star break. And then Ime Adoka, uh laid down the gauntlet, and he said, we're going to lock down defensively. And that's exactly when things started to turn for the Celtics. They were able to ride that to an NBA Finals appearance. This team has regressed when it comes to how good they are defensively. And as a result, a team like the Miami Heat that plays with a lot of structure, that understands where they want to get the basketball to on the offensive end, and that's selfless in terms of their style of play, is going to exploit the defensive deficiencies. And that's exactly what we've seen over the first three games. And that's why I don't anticipate that this series is going to get back to Boston. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. With that in mind, have we ever seen a coach this in over his head? And, and what does this mean for Joe Mazzulla's future to me? Because I, I don't know if you're Brad Stevens, if you're the Celtics organization right now, how can you look at Joe Mazzulla and feel good about where you're headed? Even though you handed him an extension, how can you look at him and feel good about where you're headed? Well, you don't feel good about it. And here's what you also understand if you're Brad Stevens. Both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown qualified for Supermax contracts this offseason by virtue of making all NBA teams. You're talking about $600 million in yeah. contracts you're going to have to dole out. Are you sure you want to pay that kind of money, commit those types of resources to those two players and let Joe Mazzula be the guy that's supposed to get them over the hump? I don't know if I would be comfortable with that, especially with other options out there in the marketplace that could potentially represent an upgrade. Like Nick Nurse is out there. Yeah. Great offensive mind. What has been the problem for the Celtics in the playoffs? Not just this year, but the past two seasons. Structure in the half-court offense in games that matter against teams that can defend. Well, we it, haven't seen it. And it's interesting that you say that because Missoula has stressed all along, well, we got to get up the court and we got to be ready to go within the first six seconds. But then if we don't, well, their defense is stifling us. That can't be it. It can't be fast break or nothing. Yeah. That so, can't sounds be Sounds real answer. Mike D'Antoni-ish, don't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> Seven we're, seconds or less. We're not, exactly. We're not getting a shot up by, with, with 20 on the shot clock. No. It's not happening all the time. No, no. I'll give you one last one that really bothers me. I think back to last year's finals with the Celtics. Uh-huh. And you hear this with players and teams when they lose in a championship round about how much that's going to drive them, about how much, you know, we're going to remember this feeling. I don't see anybody remembering a damn thing right now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we got some short-term memory loss from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And, and I, I'm so, I can't get over how disappointed I am with Tatum right now after what we saw last round, and frankly, after what we saw 46 in a row against Milwaukee last year, to continue to have performances like this, it drives me absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, he set the record for points in a game seven against the Sixers, right? Yeah. He goes out at TD Garden, and then he comes into the series and essentially is a no-show. I mean, these are the series where you need your best two players to step up, and those guys, they haven't played to the level that we know that they're capable of. So this team, from a talent standpoint, seems to be underachieving. Who do you point the finger at? If it's not the head coach, then who? I think it's the head coach, but I think there is very much that question that you just brought up. Are these two guys going to be worth $600 million and be the right guys to take me over the top? Is it a matter of having 
the right head coach in place? Because when I look at the offseason, exactly what you just said. There are options. Yeah. There, there are usually not this many good options out there. Yeah. There are options. I have to look at the whole thing. We're going to get into it in moments with Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA insider, who was at the game last night. It's Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Round out your protection with life, phone, and pet health insurance. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Has this core reached its ceiling? Tim Bontemps answers that question next. Canty and Carlin for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 80. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Miami routes the Celtics to take a 3-0 series lead. I just didn't have them ready to play. I should have, whatever it was, whether it was a starting lineup or it was an adjustment, just I have to get them in a better place, ready to play. That's on me. This has really been shocking to me to see how inept they look defensively. I think the most important thing is just sticking together, and then I have to be better. I got to put them in better positions. I got to get them ready to play. You know, I have to have the game plan ready for us to be physical and to execute, and, you know, it's important that we stick together. I continue to be blown away by the idea that a Boston Celtic team that was a 97% favorite, according to FBI. By the way, according to FBI, there's still a 72% favorite to win the series. So I think it might be a little flawed. Yeah, the FBI is broke. <laughs> but the point was, broke it. even with Vegas, right? Yeah. The Celtics were like minus 550 to win this series. Yeah, the Celtics are hurting based on the bets that are probably placed in South Florida going into this series. Oh, my goodness. They They, are hemorrhaging money right now. There is no (laughs) doubt. And with that being the case, Chris, I really can't fathom all the credit to the Heat. I just can't fathom how we got here. Mm. They're going to get swept. They have shown no indication that they are going to get this series back to Boston at all. And how do you look yourselves in the mirror after 
that kind of a like I, I think about all the teams over the years that were the heavy favorites to go down ignominiously. I, I this is up there. This, this is up there with heavy favorites teams that um you know just completely blew a series and got their doors blown off. That it's it's one thing to lose it in seven. It's another to just get hammered like this. Well, something dramatic has to happen this offseason. I, I don't know if it's firing Joe Missoula or dramatically reshaping the roster around Brown and Tatum, but something's got to happen. Because yeah. the kind of resources that I got to commit to my two stars, to all NBA performers, necessitates that. Like, we got to do something. I don't know if it's moving, you know, Marcus Smart or Malcolm Brogdon or any of these other guys. Al Horford's got to be dismissed. I don't know what it is. But they've got to move on from some players and potentially their head coach in order to send the message that this is unacceptable once we get to the postseason. It's great that they're getting to the championship rounds, but but you can't go from being in the NBA Finals up 2-1 going into Game 4 in your building to what we saw last night down in Miami against the Heat. I, I just, you, you just can't do that. You can't regress that quickly and expect for the organization to stay on the same course. Has this team reached their peak? I mean, it's a fair question to ask. It's a very fair. It's question a fair question to ask. to ask. And here's the here's the thing: Tatum and Brown are good together. We don't know if they can have the potential to be great together, and that's the part where you have to get a feel for the chemistry between the two players, how everybody responds to their particular leadership styles. All of those intangibles matter. Hell, all you got to do is look across the court at the Miami Heat. You can't tell me that the intangibles from your star don't matter in terms of setting the tone for what you're going to see on the court, especially when the games matter the most. So that's the question that Boston has to ask themselves. That's what they got to do a deep dive on this offseason in order to come to the right conclusion in terms of charting a path forward. Given the fact that, that Jalen Brown has already talked about openly, before we even got to the playoffs, about maybe not being here for yeah. the long term. Yeah, yeah, Chris, I'm looking at this offseason if I'm the Boston Celtics. The free agent market stinks. It absolutely stinks. There are some interesting pieces out there, but no stars. But uh, listen. No stars. Right now, James Harden would theoretically get a ton of money when you look at the list of guys who are truly out there as far as stars. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Celtics... It might be the time now to move on from Jalen Brown and maximize my return. Like if I if I trade Jalen Brown now, I might get a better return than I would next year, given what little is out there to be had. I gotta look very hard at that. Because if he's already expressed severe doubt in not being here, that's something I really have to investigate. You would get a haul if you traded Jalen Brown. Exactly. An absolute haul. You would get a deal that would be tantamount to what Phoenix gave up to get Kevin Here's Durant. what I will say. Could you justify pulling the plug if Jalen Brown lets it be known publicly that he wants to stay in Boston? I don't know that Brad Stevens would be able to survive that. I just don't. I think that would be tough. That would be a tough sell by the organization to its fan base. Because you are talking about a guy that made second team All-NBA and at times throughout this postseason has looked like the better of the two stars. Yeah. So I, just, I don't know that you can sell that to the fans, especially knowing that they've been promised that this team is eventually going to break through after all the conference finals that they've been to, going to the NBA finals last year. It's year one with Joe Mazzula. And that was followed by year one of Ime Adoka. This would be a team, if they moved on from their head coach, 
that will be on their fourth coach in as many seasons. So it's been a lot of change, a lot of turnover, and yet and still, they're still making it to the championship rounds. That's a reflection of how good Tatum and Brown are, but the question you got to ask yourself is, how you, have you topped out with these two guys? Line up. Lines are open right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We will get to your calls shortly and want to know, has this Celtics team reached their peak? You know what? We've been joking around with Anthony Davis about how he have good bank, good game, bad game. We call him EKGAD. Mm. We, we might need to start giving that to, to Jason Tatum, too. EKGJT. I'm just saying. It's fair. I'm just saying. Where the hell was he yesterday? I mean, outside of the fourth quarter, where the hell was he in game six against the Sixers? I I feel. I'm just just putting it out there. Like, there's a lot of hot and cold when it comes to Jason Tatum. And maybe that's reflective of the style of play because there's been a lot of jump shooting from the Boston Celtics, not necessarily pushing the issue in terms of trying to drive the ball to the basket. I, I, I don't know, man. Again, the issues that they've had on the offensive end in terms of structure, being able to have somebody to set them up, get the ball to the guys in their spots, that's been a problem for the last couple of postseasons. Let's get into it with Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer, who has been on this series all along. Of course, you hear him with Brian Windhorst and Tim McMahon on the Hoop Collective podcast as well. Tim, Canty and Carlin for Greeny. Let's just start there. Has this Celtic team, as we know it, reached its peak? I mean, I think it's hard to say that, guys, because of how young this group is overall and the fact that despite the fact they've played in so many playoff games uh, and been together for so long, you're talking about a guy, Jason Tatum, who's 25, Jalen Brown is 26. Other than than Al Horford, all these other guys uh, that they have, Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, um, Robert Williams, you know, Marcus Smart, they're all somewhere from, you know, 27 to 30, right? 31. Like they're all guys who have a chance to grow together over time and uh, continue to play together. And I I think they've got a chance to be one of the best teams in the league for a while. But, you know, if you just look at the way the last couple of years have played out where this team is 10 and 11 on the road uh, in the playoffs, where they have repeatedly had to go six and seven games to win just about every series, despite the fact that they've fed the favorite team in almost every series. Um, it, it, it's hard to look at them and not wonder, you know, why Why is it taking so long to win these series? You know, why Why are, as you were saying, um, Kenny, why are there such wild swings uh, from game to game? Why are there all these struggles at the end of games? You know, at some point... You have to look at it and say, you know, what is what is the thing that's missing? Um, but at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't say it's reached their peak, but um, I, I would say that, you know, after after this extended run of time, I think if you look at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you look at you know Jimmy Butler, Steph Curry, the you know the elite players they've played in the playoffs. I think you have to start to look at it and say those guys have not been to the level of these other elite players. And I, I think that is really the question is, I don't know if the team has reached his peak, but what is it going to take for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to get to the level of these elite players that they haven't been able to beat in the highest moments in the playoffs? 
Yeah, Tim, there's no doubt that Tatum and Brown haven't been to the same level as Jimmy Butler in these playoffs. What's also abundantly clear in this particular series is that Joe Missoula ain't on the same level as Eric Spolstra. And so my question to you would be, even though Missoula's 34, he's got a lot of promise as a head coach in this league, is this a situation now where you have to consider a head coaching change if you're Brad Stevens in order to potentially get these guys over the hump? Um, Brian Winhorst said it. He said a week ago that that was probably off the table, but how they're getting handled in this series against Miami now opens the door to that possibility. What say you? I, I mean, look, Joe Mazzulla is not Eric Spolstra, right? And I, I certainly would not argue that Eric Spolstra has not done a phenomenal job coaching this series and has done a much better job than Joe. At the same time, I don't look at this series and think that this is a coaching loss, mm. right? I, I look at the end of games one and two and, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown repeatedly failed in the clutch, and Jimmy Butler just methodically took the Celtics apart at the, at the other end of the court, right? That I, I think it, this is a, you know, the NBA is generally about the players, and the Celtics have had three coaches in three years, and they have had the same crunch time inconsistencies and the same general ups and down inconsistencies over time. I mean, remember, you guys go back to Game 7 last year here in Miami, Celtics are up 12 or 13 points at three and a half minutes to go. Played great for the first 45 minutes of the game. Completely controlled it. And as you guys both know, a couple of minutes later, Jimmy Butler was rising up for a three-pointer on a fast break that could have put Miami up and won them the game, right? Because the Celtics melted down. And they had all sorts of meltdowns last year in clutch situations. So the same issues have gone on for years. And they've had three different coaches. So while... I think Joe Missoula, obviously, you know, is a young coach who has a lot to learn. Um, you know, I, I think this Celtics team has proven that they've had the same issues, regardless of who's coaching the team. And so, to me, the bigger issue is the players, you know, not getting the job done. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer, joining us. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Tim, uh, you talked about it a moment ago. Canty mentioned it earlier, the combination of Tatum and Brown here. $600 million is roughly headed their way if the Celtics are going to extend them. So where do we – how would you evaluate this? Are these two guys that together, especially since we've heard Brown talk about maybe not being here for the long term uh, during the season, are they two guys that can reach that next level because they – are at that young age. I mean, I think it's, I think they're capable of doing it. I mean, again, they've, they've had, you know, cause as you were saying, uh, uh, Katie, before, if you look at the way they've gone through the playoffs, like, I mean, it was a week ago, right? The Jason Tatum had 51 points in game seven. Yeah. You know, like what a, what a wild week for the Celtics team. A week ago, they get out of the Sixer series. Jason has 51 in game seven. They're coming to the conference finals. They're favored to win. It's like, all right, things are looking good for the Celtics. And then they just get, you know, they they blow two games at home. They get steamrolled in game three. And now their season's over, basically, um, barring them doing something literally no one's ever done in the history of the league. So, you know, I, I think this team, again, I go back to the beginning. This is a very young team overall, despite the fact that, Jalen Brown has just played in his 100th playoff game, and Jason Tatum's played in his 89th playoff game, 
right? Like they've got those guys aren't even really in their prime yet. You know, your prime years are sort of 27 to 31 or 32 in the NBA. Neither one of those guys has hit that number yet. So I do think there's a ton of runway for this group and a ton of potential for them to be really good for the next several years. But at the same time, they're going to have to get better for this team to get to where they want to go. And specifically, they're going to have to get better um, at making plays for other players. Because when this team struggles late in games, it's when those guys have the ball in their hands and then the offense breaks down, right? And that, that to me, is the final step they have to make. Is You watch Jimmy Butler at the end of these games, and Jimmy Butler is making the right decision almost every time. Doesn't mean the Heat are scoring every time, but the, the Heat can trust Jimmy to make the right play and put them in the right spots. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics guys repeatedly – do not, or repeatedly um, put themselves in sideways situations late in games, and that's why Boston is so up and down down the stretch, because if they're making jump shots, then they look good. But if they're not, like in games one and two, and they're throwing the ball away and traveling and dribbling the ball at their feet and having turnovers, then um, everything goes sideways, and they look terrible. And that is the thing that has to change if this group wants to get to the level they hope to. Tim, I don't want to make this all about the Celtics. Let's ask about the team that's actually winning the series, the Miami Heat. Public sentiment is that this is one of the most improbable playoff runs we've seen from any team in the past couple of decades or so. And I just wanted to ask you, from your perspective, should we have seen this run from the Miami Heat coming? Uh, No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> okay, I mean, all right, all right. six weeks ago. Right. But, well, it, 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 it's a couple things, though, right? So six weeks ago, this team was – had gotten blown out by the Atlanta Hawks in the first playing game at home and was losing to the Chicago Bulls at three minutes to go in the second playing game, right? So when you think about that, you think about the fact that this team had a negative point difference for the season or was basically even, uh, the fact that they have done what they've done is truly astounding, right? On the other hand, this is a team that a year ago was in the conference finals, uh, three years ago was in the NBA finals, has one of the best players in the league in Jimmy Butler, has the best coach in the league in Eric Spolstra and has a deep, versatile roster of veteran players who have been in these situations now a lot, right? And so, no, you should not have expected the Heat to have, you know, romped through the Bucks and the Knicks and now the, uh, now the Celtics. But overall, you know, when you have Jimmy Butler and you have Eric Spolstra, you have a chance in the playoffs. And, you know, once this team got off the ground in that first round series and and had those comebacks against Milwaukee and got going at that point, it shouldn't surprise anybody that we're we're looking at the heat winning the series and going to the finals based off of how the last couple of years have gone. And based off the fact that, you know, they have their shooting, they went from 27th three point percentage in the regular season to first in the playoffs. And guys who did not hit shots this year, guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Drews, who struggled while you're shooting the ball, shooting great in the playoffs. And you combine that with Jimmy Butler being a stone-cold killer and easily one of the five guys that if you're looking to win a game, just one game, you're taking Jimmy Butler first. Um, you know, he, you know, I, he's up there with Jokic and a couple other guys maybe. And that's it at this point. If you need to win one game, you would take Jimmy. 
the way he's playing right now. And you put all that together, and yeah, I, I, you know, if you told me at the start of the series, even Danny, that the uh, the Heat had won the series, like if they they if you said sort of the conference finals, can the Heat win? I would have said absolutely. They've got the best player, they've got the best coach, and the better coach, and they've got uh, a roster that believes in what they're doing. What I would not have said is that they're going to be up 3-0 and have, you know, dominated game three and completely seemingly knocked the Celtics out of the series already. Like, that, that is the part to me that's pretty stunning and is why, despite the fact that Miami has played incredibly well, we spent this whole segment just about talking about what's wrong with the Celtics. That, that is the part that makes it so shocking. Not that Miami's winning, but how Miami is winning and what it's made Boston look like. Tim, great stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Anytime, fellas. Talk to you all soon. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer. Fear not, my friends, my friends who are Laker fans, including my compadre. We've got the answer. We've got the answer. It's next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greeny, the podcast. Not all is not lost. It's not over quite yet. Ease into it. No, it's over. Like an old man. It's over. It's over. It's over. (laughs) Cantia Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight for Game 4, Western Conference Finals. Lakers hosting the Nuggets, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and Sirius XM at Channel 80. Uh, Listen, the Lakers, not good. Not good in the Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. And they are on the doorstep of getting swept. But Canty, there is an answer out there. There is an answer, and it comes from our guy, Wendy. And it is, I'll tell you, it's something that I get it, but I don't know if you're going to love it completely. I don't know if you're going to love it completely. Cam, 
Where is the I'm sorry what? I don't see that anywhere. Let's just play Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider. The Kyrie thing with the Lakers is it's kind of up to Kyrie because I don't think they're going to be able to get to the with unless the Dallas Mavericks help Kyrie out. I don't think they're going to be able to get to the number, the max number. And so if Kyrie Irving is willing to come for less than the max, which would enable the Lakers to keep Austin Reeves as well, I think it's something that they have to consider. I'm sorry, what? 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 I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Care to address Kyrie Irving being the answer to the Lakers' problems right now? Listen, I don't feel great about it. But if you could find a way to be able to keep Austin Reeves and add Kyrie Irving on this team, then by all means, go for it. If you're the Lakers, what you're trying to do is make a best of a bad situation. You already mortgaged all of your draft capital. Listen, you had to give away a first-round pick just to get D'Angelo, Russell, Malik, Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt, those guys, on this team. I mean, you made the midseason trade for Rui Hachimura. You've, you've mortgaged all of your future assets away in order to shape this team that was capable of going on a run to the conference finals, but you realize when you're going head-to-head with the Denver Nuggets, that's not going to be enough. And let's be clear about one thing. The rest of the teams in the Western Conference are going to be paying rent to the Denver Nuggets for the foreseeable future, okay? They are the landlords of the Western Conference. They ain't going nowhere no time soon. Nikola Jokic is in his prime, runner-up of the MVP. He won it the two seasons prior to that. And Jamal Murray is one of the best point guards in the entire league. And all you got to do is look at the leap he made from the regular season to the postseason. Big fella, he's averaging eight more points a game in the postseason. It's nuts. And and you know what's going a long ways to him being able to have those kind of performances? D'Angelo Russell being on the court. (laughs) D'Angelo Russell. Listen, when Jamal Murray sets foot on the court, when he sees D'Angelo Russell out there, number one for the Lakers, he has a big smile on his face. You know why? Because he knows he's going to light their ass up. Carlin, uh, between the fourth quarter of game two and the first half of game three, Jamal Murray – 53 points. 53 points. He scored 30 in the first half against the Lakers the other night. 30. Yeah. They had no answers for him. And so when I look at the problems that the Lakers have, they got to address D'Angelo Russell, man. This dude is minus 53 in 79 minutes played this postseason. And I get that they want to start him because they're afraid he could potentially walk in free agency. But based on the big nothing burger that he's given you on the offensive side of the court – why would you even want him back? Let me ask you this, though. If you had Kyrie in his place this offseason, how much closer does that bring you to the Nuggets? Because the Lakers cannot cannot decide that they are going to move on and try to just tear it all down at this point. You are pot no, committed still. They, yeah, they're pot committed to LeBron and AD. I, I think it moves them closer. But, I mean, you're still talking about there being a gap because of the depth that the Nuggets have with their role players. And we didn't even mention Michael Porter Jr., who has the capability of being a perennial all-star. So, I mean, I don't think the Lakers can get close to that. And the question you have to ask yourself moving forward is, are you going to get a better version of Anthony Davis than we saw the last four months? Are you going to get a better version of LeBron James than what we saw the last two months? I can't say yes to either one of those. Well, so you don't you don't get better as you get older. But that's my point. You <laughs> yeah. don't get healthier as you get older. Yeah. Both of those guys have dealt with injuries over the past two or three years. So yeah, I still think we're short of where the Denver Nuggets are, but I think it's worth the swing because you have to ride it out with Braun and A D. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.